From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Hello, and thank you for downloading the Mike Davidson Lives podcast. Another half hour where I yak and you listen and uh, maybe give me some feedback on one of the social media sites that uh, I have an account on. Uh, it's uh, It's been kind of an interesting couple of days here in my household. Um, did you know, it, sit down for this one. Sit down, grab the armrests, bite your lip a little bit here. It's going to be a heavy one. Did you know that kids are effing expensive? I know. Um, kind of a one-two punch today. Uh, Hazel, my middle child, uh, she went to the doctor to get her hearing checked, and it's uh, below average. There's fluid buildup, so uh, coming up here in about a month or so, she's going to have to have surgery, have um, tubes put in her ear so they can drain. Yeah, hopefully you're not eating when I told you that. And uh, she can hear better. Because I guess uh, sounds just been muffled to her the last four years, you know, basically all of her life, and kind of heartbreaking when I think about that. But I also know that that's not going to be uh, a cheap fix. And then I uh, found out that during nap time today, my uh, oldest Lana at school forgot to take off her glasses, rolled over on them, and uh, broke them. Oh boy, yeah. So uh, scratching a couple of pennies just to get stuff. Uh, <laughs> done here uh hopefully we'll have a little bit of money this weekend uh they go check out quantum mania the latest marvel movie um, and of course there's been uh, like the last year and a half uh amongst fans and, I, and i've been feeling it kind of lately too uh just marvel fatigue i mean what do you do after endgame and uh, the answer is not much you put out more shows and movies that don't really do anything and uh, I've already looked at some of the reviews uh, for Quantum Mania. Still going to go see it, um, but uh, I guess on the Rotten Tomato meter, uh, it is tied Eternals for the worst reviewed overall movie from Marvel at forty-seven percent rottenness. Yikes! Um, you know, and it used to be back in the day, like as soon as a Marvel movie hit the hit the theaters man i was in the theaters me and the wife both were in the theaters watching it i mean uh i remember seeing guardians of the galaxy twice in the theater and uh, that is still my, probably my favorite mcu movie uh but like uh since since endgame i think you know the only movies that have really been good have been solid have been the the, the two spider-man movies uh uh far from home and no way home so We'll see how bad bad is with Quantum Mania coming up this weekend, but apparently it's it's bad and it's bad to touch butt in the NFL. <laughs> uh, this is this was something I wanted to get to uh, last couple of podcasts, but you know it's the off season now, and of course all eyes are geared toward April when um, uh, the draft will happen. But uh, before that, usually the owners get together and uh, you know dick around with the rules. And uh, one of the rules that is being thought to be changed is uh, what we'll call the tush push. Basically, when you have a goal line stand, fourth and inches, uh, you know, first and goal, whatever, you're just you're right down there, about to score. Uh, you push your quarterback in from behind, 
uh, you know, just to give them a little more momentum. Um, and then, of course, you can do that in first down situations anywhere in the field, but uh, to get a first down. But uh, this was a, 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 tac- a tactic, a, stra- a strategy that the Philadelphia Eagles used uh, throughout the um, throughout the season, and uh, they used it quite effectively. They got to the Super Bowl, and some people want to see this thing banned. I'm I'm not opposed to this. I'm, I'm not opposed to the play. I'm not big on banning everything just because it becomes popular, because it gives somebody an unfair advantage. Because sooner or later, somebody's going to figure something out. I mean, as long as it's not like holding or anything like that, I'm fine with. Just, you know, let them play ball, damn it. Besides, you're, you're going to change the rule of a team that didn't win the Super Bowl this past year. It, it It's not because they half-assed it. I thought Jalen Hurts played a pretty spectacular game it's just uh you know that's it's it seems really weird to get bent out of shape out of that but there are football purists and you know individuals that just don't like that sort of thing and i and i don't know besides i think it's going to be kind of stupid and tacky to flag a guy five ten yards for grabbing ass that's just that's just me so the push tush should stay or the tush push should stay all right uh quick follow up on uh, tampon gate as you know uh, sports media had a, a meltdown over the weekend because tiger woods gave his friend a tampon a competitor on the on the golf course and everybody was talking about how sick sexist and uh, bigoted and how small-minded tiger woods was and how, how can you do this because you're a girl dad my mentality on this is was like yeah he's got a 15 year old daughter but She's probably not going to be as mad at him for giving another man a tampon as she probably is mad at him for busting up the marriage to the mom for you know cheating on the mom. Yeah, that seems to be a bigger issue. That's in the past. Nobody's dwelling on that. They're all dwelling on the friggin' tampon. But uh, what, what, let's just say, you know, he handed him this tampon, and instead of his buddy laughing it off, uh, you know, he started, you know, screaming in the middle of the field saying, how dare you? I'm not a woman. I'm a man. Damn it. You know, it's a man's world. You know, like that one college football coach years ago. Um, I mean, good humor is good humor. And the guy just laughed it off. It was no big deal. But uh, this was a big deal to sports reporters because they had nothing else to talk about with this tournament, apparently. But, I mean, it could have been a whole hell of a lot worse. And you know what? You if you didn't talk about it, maybe it would go away. Kind of like, you know, if we didn't always talk about Megan and Harry, they would go away. You know, they're on their, uh, you know, leave us alone. We want privacy world tour. They've been doing this for two years. Now, I, I honest confession, um, you know, years back when they announced that they were going to uh, part the royal family because they wanted privacy, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I mean, I can understand that. Being under public scrutiny is kind of a bitch, and if you want to have a private life, go for it. Go for it. But they traded one fishbowl for another, and they're screaming at you to not look at this fishbowl. That's why they have the Oprah inf- uh, interview, the the Netflix special, the the biography, uh, the autobiography that is. And uh, now, of course, the uh, the guys from South Park took shots at them, uh, undeservedly so. Uh, with their previous episode from last week. And I guess it got the attention of the former Royals. 
uh, because, you know, they, they're always playing the victim card and everything. Uh, so much so that that was actually for a moment, according to insiders, they were considering suing the guys, Matt and Trey from South Park, over this. Uh, but as of this afternoon, uh, they're, they've demurred. They're saying, no, 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 we never considered that. No, 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 no. But I'm thinking they thought about it. Um, but somebody in their inner circle saying, you know, uh, maybe maybe if you guys sue these guys from South Park, you become the actual caricatures that uh, they're alleging that you guys are. Maybe. Kind of. Uh, somebody had to say something, but I guess Megan's distraught about it because she has no sense of humor about it. And, of course, no self-awareness to go along with that lack of sense of humor. Uh, and uh, we will talk about another person who has very little sense of humor here momentarily. Uh, uh, Raul Dahl, uh, as you know, uh, his books, I guess, by Puffin, Puffin Publishing, not too long ago, uh, they have edited some stuff out added some stuff in to make it more inclusive these books you know they've removed words like fat they've removed things like ugly um you know if somebody's bald well you know the switch was bald but there are many reasons to be bald and that sentence was never in the original work and of course a lot of people are you know angry about this and everything and uh, i've i've pointed out how stupid this is and how it's kind of what ray bradbury and uh, George Orwell have warned about in previous works. And, of course, you get the people that, uh, what about, and, um, that, you know, point out how foolish my argument is. Because, well, you know, it's the estate of Raoul Dahl that made this decision. You know, it's the family, uh, the people uh, who run the organization. They want this to be inclusive. You know, why aren't you supporting that? Or, you know, in a book like Mark Twain by uh, Mark Twain. Uh, Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain uh, goes in the public domain. You can do whatever you want with it. Like, this this shit is good, uh, what they're arguing, and it's not. It really isn't. You're changing the original intent of the work. You're changing the uh, the art. And, yeah, and I've noted that Raoul Dahl made some uh, changes to his books previously when he was alive. But, you know, you, you take a big risk changing art. Uh, the, I don't think there's any copies. I mean, there might be a copy or three floating around on VHS of the original, original Star Wars before Lucas back in the late 90s added CGI to the thing. And, uh, you know, those, those I think we used to have them at home and now they're gone. But now, of course, everything's reworked, remastered, retouched and everything. And, you know, he likes to go in and re-monkey with everything that he has because that's what George Lucas does. He doesn't have to come up with anything original. Um, you got to leave these stories alone. As one uh, person uh, said, you know, the reason why Raoul Dahl's characters, some of the bad guys were ugly and sinister and described as such in some of these situations is because the world is not ideal. And it's kind of a wake-up call to children. And the children that are protagonists in these books basically have to learn hard life lessons and circumnavigate these obstacles it's a life lesson um and of course a lot of people have been talking about how dumb it is to censor this crap like uh, even uh, salman rushdie remember him the satanic verses almost got stabbed and killed almost yeah just uh, months ago uh he says hey look i'm not a big fan of doll the person but this is his work it shouldn't be changed and there are actually european publishers uh, that refuse to go along with uh, with these inclusive uh, 
readers, the sensitivity readers that worked for uh, the Doll Estate in Puffin did recently. So there's been some pushback. Some people get it. It's not a left or right thing. It's a free speech thing, and it's a respect of art thing. And it's kind of sad that that's kind of going by the wayside. Oh, uh, speaking of art, I wanted to give a shout-out to the late, great uh, Ray Liotta. Uh, not only is Cocaine Bear coming out soon, if it isn't already out. <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Uh, that's that's his last movie. Jesus. Um, but he is going to get a star on the uh, uh, sidewalk, uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame, and I think it's well-deserved, of course. He was in Field of Dreams, and I, the biggest role uh, was Goodfellas. Now, his career was basically hit or miss, and more often than not, miss in terms of the movies he made, but the, the performance alone in Goodfellas is enough to merit a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, because that movie is a... Uh, that is... In my mind's eye, my third favorite movie of all time. And it is just, it's great filmmaking. Uh, I remember the first time I saw that movie, uh, I was like 13 or 14, and that was like the first unedited rated R movie I was allowed to watch that didn't suck, that wasn't edited. And it just, it sucked you in. It's just great filmmaking, and uh, his performance was one of the reasons why that movie Worked. Um, one performance that's not making CNN work right now, and of course CNN's a dumpster fire of a cable news network, is Don Lemon, uh, that pompous ass. Uh, he's back at it. He's back um, hosting, co-hosting the morning show with uh, the two women that don't like him, and with good reason. Uh, you know, he used to have his night show, didn't get do well in ratings, and they're like, well, what can we do to improve Don Lemon in CNN? Let's take our most humorless host, our most humorless anchor, and have him tentpole the morning show on CNN, which will set the table for the day's events and, uh, you know, promote pretty much everything that's coming ahead. And it's been a disaster. I don't think it's really done much in ratings. And then there was that uh, FUBAR moment. Uh, where uh, last week Nikki Haley uh, announced that she was running for the GOP nomination for president in 2024. Uh, I think she's in her early 50s. Uh, of course, don't really talk to her much, and it's not nice to ask a lady her age. But Don Lemon said something along the lines of, well, you know, to me, you know, a woman in her 50s is not her prime. You know, I'm thinking 20s or 30s. And, of course, he's saying this with two female co-hosts looking at him aghast. And, and I'm thinking, okay, just just eight years ago, or not even that, um, seven years ago, you had a woman in her 50s, 60s, uh, trying to secure the first ever female president of the United States title. I mean, you know, Hillary Rodham Clinton, uh, and I'm sure Don Lemon is probably a little more sympathetic toward Hillary, well, maybe, I don't know if she's a woman, uh, than... Uh, <laughs> Mickey Haley, <laughs> but he he puts his foot in his mouth big time. They take him off the air for a couple of days, and uh, you know he I guess he's uh, behind the scenes doing sensitivity training or some shit. I don't know. And uh, he came back on today without apologizing, but it's just like it's just like this big elephant in the room. Like 
Don Lemon doesn't know how to be a person around other people. It's it's amazing. Uh, the the bubble this pompous ass lives in. I he's kind of like low key Keith Olbermann bad. You're you're never gonna get as bad as Keith Olbermann. Keith Keith's on a different planet for all I'm concerned. But like Don Lemon is just like this prissy mean little dude who just doesn't give a flying F about anyone around him. And it shows with this show and it shows with the, the disdain his ghosts have. Oh my God. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that train wreck. Uh, James Cameron is not a train wreck, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, love him or loathe him. The dude is a success and uh, he can afford to eat pizza now that uh, Avatar 2 has made a buttload of money and you know, he's um, he's going to have three and four come out. He's probably going to be putting out avatars uh, twenty years after he dies. Uh, he'll just upload his conscious into a, a, a talking AI and dictate movies to his underlings. Uh, but in a recent interview, he said that uh, he was talking about Avengers Endgame, kind of going back to MCU here, and uh, you know about Thanos uh, snapping the universe in half. You know, snapping away half the population of the known universe. Trillions dying, as Doctor Strange would say. And James Cameron says, you know, you know, to save our planet, we have to do something similar like that, I would think. You know, I wouldn't mind doing that. He, he has a point, and it's not like anybody's going to volunteer to die. And I'm just thinking, well, like, don't give the Infinity Gauntlet to, uh, to James Cameron, because he'll snap away everybody uh, that didn't see his Blue Smurf movies. You know, it's it's pompous to decide who lives and who dies, and it's and I'll tell you why it's pompous is because we're all individuals and we're all strange neurotic people, and uh, I don't think it should be up to anybody to determine uh, which half of the planet lives or dies. Of course, you know this is just a hypothetical for now, but it's kind of creepy when uh, celebs kind of talk like that, especially celebs with a buttload of money like James Cameron yeah, it makes you wonder what really what he was really thinking and I'm sure he had to coach that a little bit okay speaking of what people are really thinking uh, this this went viral uh, earlier this week I saw it it's actually on the Mike Davidson Facebook page and uh, I think I think it's funny I don't think twice about it. It doesn't offend me. Um, but then again, I'm a different breed of person. Um, this uh, this pizza shop in Columbus, Ohio, like any place, you know, to meet demands of the business, they're looking to hire people. And it is hard to keep good people employed. Uh, you know, you can argue about benefits and wage. But there's also, you know, the slackers who hire into a job and go wait I have to do this I gotta work I gotta show up and it just doesn't work out and, and I'll be honest where I've worked the last year and a half it's it's been better the last three months but for you know a good chunk of that time a lot of people washing in and out of that place because they didn't want to stick with it and they didn't want to work hard that or they were you know they were drunk but uh, this pizza shop in Columbus, Ohio, uh, put out a banner that said, now hiring non-stupid people. And it got a chuckle, and of course it got a finger wag or two. And every news station across the country 
has you know copy and pasted this thing on their websites and of course it's gotten to be talked about um and it was it, the the pizza shop owner was like well this is just a gag i mean we were obviously looking for people to hire but i mean you know we we just wanted to put that out there and there are people that you have to be concerned about like you shouldn't have to tell anybody to wear oven mitts around an oven but some people are like, well, that's just mean-spirited and just goes to show what they think of the employees. And it's like, no, if you're not stupid, they want to talk to you. And if you're offended, as somebody pointed out on social media, well, there might be a reason for that. Um, but it's but this whole workforce thing, it, it's frustrating for a lot of employers to find good employees. And people are like, well, just wait, raise the money, raise the raise the money raise the hourly wage well that's easier said than done because it really depends on what your intake is and not every small business is freaking walmart or mcdonald's where there's just money rolling in because of your name uh so you have that going on and plus you know it costs money to insure somebody it costs money to train people i mean you have to have somebody else on the clock to show this person what to do in these situations and, you know, I, I kind of feel for the guy uh, that's running this shop. These guys are running this shop because they want quality employees. They want to provide for their customers, as does anybody who wants to scratch a nickel or two together and uh, and win out. And that's the American dream. Uh, I don't find this offensive at all. In fact, I would encourage any business that's uh, looking to hire to put out something that goes against the grain a little bit here. You can't just say now hiring we're friendly we're 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 like a family because we all know that's just just say you know you know we're looking for non stupid people you will find people who are smart or capable enough to show up and work a punch clock and you know shower and not be offensive toward people that you want to spend money at your establishment. Good lord, I can't believe people are getting out worked up about this thing. But again, it's on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Um, oh, um, a couple of dietary stories here, since we're talking about pizza shops. Uh, this is kind of a no-brainer type of thing, but it got me thinking of an episode of Seinfeld. And I'll tell you here in a second. Um, but uh, military, I guess this week, uh, all branches of military, sent out uh, a memo to those who serve saying hey if uh if there's a poppy seed bagel or muffin in your routine right now and you're not sure if those poppy seeds are getting washed during preparation because that's what we all do is like we we ask the baker or the butcher hey did you wash the food before you cooked it uh but uh, they're saying to avoid that because if there's random drug tests uh, the poppy seeds will show up as drugs <laughs> your drug test um, but, uh, I, you, you would think they would know this by now. Um, you, you wouldn't think that this would be a memo thing. And I don't see them kicking anybody out because of that. I mean, you, if anything, you just wait a week and take it again and avoid the poppy seed muffins. I mean, given all the crap that's going on right now in the world, I don't think you can, you can part with any soldiers right now. Uh, but yeah, avoid the poppy seed bagels and stuff. And uh, the FDA, which we all trust as a uh, as a very very effective branch of government, um, they're saying that um, milk is milk, and if you say otherwise, you're a bigot. No, no, they're not saying that directly. Um, but um, 
they say that uh, manufacturers of soy milk and oat milk and almond milk can call their products milk, uh, but they have to specify on the box, you know, how their plant-based milk is somewhat different from dairy milk. And I, I think the best way to determine this is like, okay, you, you take the dairy farmers and you take uh, the other milk people, and you call the milk that comes from cows dairy milk, okay? And then you call the almond milk, the soy milk, uh, the oat milk, freak milk, because that's not milk. Sorry, it's just, it's not milk. Almonds, oats don't have udders. Until, of course, scientists go in and start genetically tinkering with everything. But yeah, dairy milk, freak milk. Oh yeah, the Seinfeld episode. Yeah, going back to the poppy seed thing. I'm sorry, I'm like jittery off of caffeine right here. But uh, Elaine, by the way, uh, like one episode, uh, damn near lost her job because uh, she ate a poppy seed muffin. And uh, lo and behold, she had to take a drug test. So, all right. Uh, if I can stay on track for just a couple more stories here. PETA is offering a truce to Oscar Mayer. And uh, what the truce is, it stems from the Wienermobile uh, being the subject of theft uh, not too long ago in Las Vegas. Somebody stole the catalytic converter from the uh, the Wienermobile, which takes some know-how in doing because it's not it's not your basic shaped car. Um, but uh, the, the catalytic converter went missing, and of course when that happens, you have to have repairs done, and PETA offered to repair the Wienermobile on the caveat that Oscar Mayer moves away from meat hot dogs and goes with plant-based hot dogs. Which, of course, the joke's on PETA because there's no proof that actual meat is in hot dogs. I mean, how do we know that PETA didn't orchestrate this thing? Oh, you've got a catalytic converter missing. Oh, somebody smashed in your headlights. Oh, sugar in the gas tank. Oh, your wiener's on fire. I mean, seriously, how do we know that one of their activists didn't get under this thing and take it? Although, if it is your basic tweaker who did take the catalytic converter for, you know, meth money, you know, they, they had to have been high as F when they saw this huge hot dog and they're trying to take the catalytic converter off. Like, they had to have been tripping balls when doing this. Seriously. Uh, but uh, th there's the truths there. Um, but I, I don't think Oscar Myers is going to do it. Uh, but but it, it was kind of cute that Peter talked about how the uh, the alleged meat in Oscar Mayer hot dogs can cause cancer. When, in fact, you know... The, there are vegetation, there's vegetables and stuff that come from farms that are just drenched in insecticides. I mean, guys, let's face it, meat, veggie, it doesn't matter. We're all surrounded by chemicals. <laughs> East Palestine, Ohio. All right, and finally, in this freaky-ass world of ours, uh, in Japan, a metal ball has washed up on the beach, and nobody knows what the hell this thing is. Um, and, you know, there's been some speculation that maybe it came off a boat, a plane, spy balloon. Maybe it was part of uh, 
a missile launch from North Korea. Maybe it's a dinosaur egg. Maybe it's, you know, an alien. Who knows what this thing is? But just this big metal ball right there on the beach, man. <laughs> As if 2023 wasn't weird enough with, um, you know, ongoing war and, and uh, you know, freaky earthquakes and egg prices going up and up. Now we have to worry about what's going on in Japan. And I'm sure it's nothing. Alright, with that all said and done, I am done for this go-around. Uh, until next time, stay fresh, you guys. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.